All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Jordana's still off on vacation. Adam Solo today. Charlie Weiss in for a DJ. And I want to start out by saying this, ladies and gentlemen, in WCCO listening land, one of the great highlights of the last few years for me was my colonoscopy. Yeah, that's a great way and to that, start. I that's mean, that tells you about my last few years. Start the show. I loved my colonoscopy. And here's why. Uh, a, I got a clean bill of health. Ten year, I got the ten year pass where you get it done, and they give you the ten year pass, no polyps. Um, but it was the reason it was. It's all about expectations. We talk about expectations when we talk about movies, uh, sporting events, whatever it is. When you go into something and you have a set expectation, whether it rises above it or drops below it. It kind of has a big impact, like big movies, right? You're like, oh, this is going to be the greatest movie. It's getting so much great press. You go in there, and you're like, eh, you got it overhyped. The same is true with a colonoscopy, because what do you always hear? Oh, boy, you go, colonoscopy, good luck. It's hell, man, especially the prep. Oh, it's too bad. It wasn't that bad. I mean, anything fact, with that area of the body, right? It's, right. It's just generally. Exactly. Think, I don't know. Yeah. Things going where they shouldn't be going. Uh, and I, I've said this before. The reason I'm talking about this, by the way, you're like, why are you talking about a colonoscopy? Because the serious news is out there. You heard Vanita talking about it this morning if you were listening. Colorectal cancer, the deadliest cancer for men under the age of 50. Second deadliest cancer among women the same age uh, has been rising for the last two decades. And we're seeing a spike uh, in it as of late. Again, it goes back to the pandemic. People just not getting the screening done, including colonoscopies. Obviously, we we all remember the pandemic and that those those up this kind of the screening, the stuff that wasn't of the utmost importance, got pushed to the wayside for good reason at that moment. But unfortunately, the side effects of that were people failing to catch colorectal cancer. And again, oh, I say it every time I get on the almost every time I get on the radio. I, I'm not into self help radio like. Ooh, you know, encouragement radio. But this is one where you should. Guys my age and women, get the colonoscopy. It's not as bad as it seems. It's not as bad as it's made out to be, including the prep. I think most people think the prep is yeah. bad. It's not fun, but it's one day, okay? You, you eat broth for a day. You drink a bunch of Pedialyte. You drink uh, the stuff that cleans you out. Uh, and actually, you feel kind of good after you do that. It's, it's like a cleanse. It's a cleanse. I mean, that's, that right. is a, yeah, uh, people do pay money for cleanses. And you feel light as a feather. Uh, this this makes me feel better. I'm I'm young. Yeah, you're not a, you're not to the age well, yet. I am though. Okay. I'm going to get one oh. next year. All right. Uh, I, I have to be prepared. I'm I'm at higher risk. I have family uh, history. Yeah. Uh, multiple, and I'm a hypochondriac as it is. Yes, so me too. I and I know I eat like crap. I don't do what I should with my body, uh, and so I'm like, yeah, 
thirty. That sounds that's that's about the year that I want to do it. Really, that's uh, like ten years ahead of when people say so, to do it. Right? They moved it up, right? So they moved it up, and then there's a direct uh, parental thing where if there is precancerous or something like that, you want five years before they find that. Yeah. Um. So uh, doing all the math there put me at thirty, and I'm just going to feel better about it. I've been. I've been worried about right. that as is. I mean, you see these studies everywhere. You see the microplastics. You see, you know, all yeah. of these stories. Plus, my family history. I'll just feel a lot better after it's done. Just got a text. My nephew died at 27 from colon cancer. I am so sorry. He was a fit young man. Battled it for three years. Yeah. yeah. The, but the point of this conversation is not to bring everybody down. Uh, obviously, that's the impetus for this. We don't, we want people to get screened for colon cancer. Uh, someone else for someone in recovery like me, the drugs are great. Yeah, you know that a lot of people that stops them from doing that because they feel the people who are in recovery say, "I don't want the drugs." Yep. Um, I believe you can. I mean, there's ways where you know different numbing things where it's well, not direct. So drugs. I had the it's the propofol I think where they it's yeah. basically boom you're out. And I, I've said this before, like they turned it back on. It's like a switch, and like all of a sudden I was awake, and they were still. It was still, the procedure was still going on yeah. just at the end of it. Uh, but I was looking up at the screen and there was my colon. I said, well, there it is. Was it, was, was it a nice colon? It was looked it clean to colon? me. Yeah. I mean, it was clean as a whistle. Uh, but the point of this conversation, it's been a roundabout way for me to get to it. But here it is. Things that are way overhyped. Things that don't live up to either the, the dread or conversely, things that, you know, didn't live up to what everybody says is great about it. But th- in this instance, you know, so many people were saying, oh, man, the colonoscopy, it's brutal. It's br-. No, it wasn't. It was fine. You know, if I got a three-year pass and I had to do one in three years, I'd be like, looking forward to it. You know what? I'm great. Yeah. It's a power nap. It's at once every a day and a half, two days, yep. once every three years at, at worst, really. There's a lot of worse things than that. Look at this. There's thank, a lot of worse things. Thank you, AC, for saying this about your colonoscopy. I'm 48 and I need one as my family's at high risk. Your comment about not so bad is exactly what I needed to hear to motivate me. Thank you, Matt from Duluth. M- Matt, you're welcome. How about that? There you go. S- saving lives here on WCCO Radio. I'm kidding. Here's another one. And think of what it, uh, think of things that are so hyped that people say are so bad, and then it actually happens, and you're like, give me a break. Here's another one. Root canal. Just the word root canal. I it mean, sounds it bad. Sounds bad. And everybody, I remember growing up and saying, you got to get those teeth checked. You don't want a root canal. They're the most horrible, painful thing ever. I had a root canal. It's probably been 15 years ago. It wasn't bad at all. You know why? They've got this thing called Novocaine. And I remember the, the dentist saying, okay, I'm going to numb you up, and I'm going to start the procedure. If you feel any kind of pain at all, just let me know, and I'll give you some more. I, I said, you know what? I need a little more. Boom. It was fine. So I think two things with that, though. Uh, one, people have a thing about teeth, and understandably so. Like teeth the butt. Are, people have a thing about their butt. People have a thing about the, the thing, butt. Yes. And the second thing, too, though, that I, I think both of these things have is all of these kind of old wives' tales comes from the 70s yeah. and the 80s. And medical science has improved quite a bit Dramatically, right? since the 70s and 80s for some yeah. of these procedures. Maybe they were bad. Maybe maybe they were a pretty difficult procedure. The root canal in particular, I imagine, back in the back day, in the wasn't day, right. quite as, as, as nice. But I, I think that in today's you know new age, 
It's just not a big deal. No. Uh, COVID vaccine was overhyped. Thank you very much. Yes, of course. We'll give <laughs> any chance somebody can get to dump on the vaccine. Yeah, thank you. I know it wasn't overhyped for me. I've had it twice and saved some lives. I survived. I, I like things that save lives. Exactly. Uh, so things that uh, don't live up to the hype, that people uh, overhype, and when it gets down to it, it's either A, ain't that bad, or B, boy, it's not as nearly as good as you said it was. Maybe it's the uh, Adam and Jordana show. Uh, we'll accept that. I'll save you the text there. Yes, I'll accept that, too. 651-461-9226. Phone calls. We'd love a phone call or uh, keep the text line. Things that are overhyped. 651 461 9226. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Uh, big news today, if you're a walleye angler, DNR considering dropping the statewide bag limit. It's always been six growing up. Now many lakes already have four. But what about a statewide walleye limit of four instead of six? Uh, I've got some opinions on that, and we thought we'd go to a guy who's got a walleye in his name, Walleye Dan, one of the uh, premier uh, fishing guides in the state of Minnesota. is going to join me in about 15 minutes. I want to talk to him about that, about what he thinks about dropping the bag limit. And also, we'll talk to him about the uh, kind of crappy ice fishing season it's been so far. Um, so we're talking about, I started talking about the, you know, the troubling cancer, cancer numbers, colon cancer. And it brings up the colonoscopy. And the colonoscopy for me was a pleasurable experience. One, I mean, not so much that it's like, boy, you know, I want to do that every other day, but it's It gets hyped up so much that it's so bad that, you know, it wasn't that bad. So I'm asking listeners, what else doesn't live up to the hype? Uh, And people are texting in, some uh, doesn't live up to the hype and as bad as it is or doesn't live up to the hype as as good as it is. Uh, Somebody says uh, mammogram. I assume that's not as bad as people say it is. Uh, Somebody says uh, things that are overhyped. Signing up for Medicare, I guess. I hope hopefully that uh, means it's easier than people make it out to be. Ron is called in on the WCCO talk line. Uh, Ron, go ahead. What's overhyped? Well, this isn't in the medical range. This is political. Okay. Donald Trump. Not, uh, okay, wait a minute. Well, not, not as bad as people say or not as good as people say? Not as good. What has he done other than make a few uh, insecure White middle-aged men feel a little bit better about themselves. All right, Ron, duly noted. Thanks for the call. That's Ron calling in from uh, Worthington, I believe. Then, right? Surprising that uh, you get that view from Worthington. There's a few of them out there, right? Right. Of course, everything goes political. <laughs> Ron's, yeah, should have seen that. Coming. Ron's comment is not the only one. Somebody already texted it, and now we're going to get Joe Biden. Okay, okay, we'll give you that. Okay, well, both Trump and Biden. We'll put that Every on the single list. person on both sides of the political aisle is over over overhyped. Yeah. Let's just put that to bed. When's the last time? Well, yeah. When's yeah, the last time you said, you know, one. that politician? Everybody says he's lousy, but you know, he's pretty good. Yeah. Let's just say every single one. Um, some Super Bowl halftime shows. 
overhyped. Uh, what about ones that the, the, that exceeded your expectations? Uh, I think last year's exceeded my expectations. Was it Rihanna? Uh, she was pregnant at the time. I think I, I thought, and that was one where it was like, okay, it's just for a Rihanna. Is it Rih- Rihanna? The artist? Rihanna? Rihanna, thank you. Are, were you going with Fleetwood <laughs> Mac? Fleetwood Mac, yeah, Mac I have a niece uh, also, a Rihanna. Yeah. So, Rihanna. Rihanna. She was pregnant, so I was thinking she's just doing it herself. And I think that lowered my expectations. I said, you know what? That wasn't bad. Uh, baby Good reveals artist. somebody's now people are just kind of throwing out things that are overrated <laughs> is is there somebody on the station that does that bit overrated underrated no. rated? i think this is an original this is something we're gonna work on we're gonna think about it <laughs> colonoscopy yeah someone agrees with me no kiss before or <laughs> flowers after yeah thank you uh wind chill temperatures and cold weather are overhyped yeah, if you've got the if you've got the uh, clothing for it, cold weather is overhyped. Like you can if you've but but again though, like the last few days, if you're not dressed for it, even when you are dressed for it, it's not it's not fun. Well, it's not fun, but yeah. it's like you know if you're if you are dressed for it, it's like that's not you can handle it. Deal. You can I handle did it. just buy. I bought a bunch of new winter winter yeah. undergear. You oh, know yeah. that base like base layer. layer. You need that base layer. Yeah. Underhyped base layer. Yep. Uh, what else we got here? Six five one four six one nine two two six. The first thing that comes to mind and things that are overhyped and don't live up to it. Uh oh, the Minnesota State Fair. <sighs> That's those are fighting words around here. You have to fall in line, and you've got to love the Minnesota State Fair. Ah, uh, I think um, home projects. I th- for me, anyway, oh. like, um, I fear them. I think I automatically go into home projects thinking I don't have the skill set to do this. But then there's this thing called YouTube, and you can get on YouTube, and it shows you the way. So, I, I would limited. I mean, I'm not going to like. I think that's a you thing, though. I, Obviously, limited, and everybody. I'm not has tearing limits, down a wall and redoing. A, I'm not redoing a bathroom anytime soon. But I'm talking about. Limited skill set, home improvement things. Um, first of all, I defer to my wife. She's a thousand times better at that than I am. She redid our whole closet. Um, but I think the fear of doing that and the just my absolute lack of faith in my abilities always overhypes that. And then I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised when I'm able to do minor things around the house. I'm struggling right now to kill ants. So no. Ooh, got an ant problem? A little bit. Little, little little ant problem. It's okay. We're, yep. we're 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 dealing with it. Got a little little trap. Have to take it out though because the cat gets around. Oh yeah. But uh, those little uh, those little ant houses that yeah. you put around. Oh yeah. Do they do the job? We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. It's crazy. Those ants, man. They get in it like we had our uh, pantry the uh, this summer, and just little like oh. we got so many bags of chips for the kids that yep. some of those chips get opened. And then suddenly you will open the door to the pantry and there's ants everywhere. And they're just they're just so annoying. They are so annoying. And they you know they don't really do anything. They just yeah they just invade. Uh, overhyped Adam's review of OnlyFans. Thank you. Overhyped conspiracy theories. Overhyped the Minnesota Vikings. That's perpetual. Uh, electric cars overhyped. I mean, in what way? 
Right. I guess. Yeah. You know, is it just well, because, is it just a cultural thing where you're like, oh, electric cars, or do you have an actual gripe about them? Because, I mean, I'll say this, and I heard Paul uh, Douglas uh, yesterday on with Vanita talking about this because there was big news. You know, there's, there's this big massive cold streak where all these cars, their batteries died because, yes, cold affects batteries, and that's part of the evolving process of electric vehicles is ensuring that we have charging stations and you're able to keep them charged and the batteries will improve. And I think like Paul's argument was, okay, I have my electric vehicle. I take that on a certain amount of trips to balance out the things. If I go on a long haul trip and I want to use my gas powered vehicle, then I do it. But it's like for shorter trips or if I know like what my parameters are of the trip, I'm taking the electric car just to balance that out. And I don't, I don't, why, I don't understand why people just get so like, upset about that and vilify people for doing that. It's weird that we live in a place, too, where we're taking so many long enough trips that that is an issue. Why are we driving hundreds? I mean, the, the, even in the cold, the electric cars could still go, you know, what, 50 miles, you want to say? Yeah. Why are we so routinely traveling 50 miles Every it's just the the way that we live is odd uh, compared to most of the world, right? Uh, well, that has to do with geography a lot of it, just because we 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 have a lot more space over here. It has to, to do with for. how we decided to, yeah. to allocate that space. Yes, yes, that's true. Yes. Uh, here's something. This is pretty good too. That gets overhyped. How hard it is to do your taxes. That's it. Yeah. I mean, and it's it's to the level you want to do your taxes, and now, like, because my wife is partial owner of a business that obviously it's gotten much more complicated, but when I was, like, either when I was in my single years or when I was with my wife and we both were kind of had earnings of single filers, those programs that you do on the computer it's really it wasn't that difficult no i mean it comes down to there's a there's a business of trying to sell you that your taxes are very hard to do yes and we can sell you the product to make it easy when in reality you do a sheet or two right of you know 1099 correct whatever it is and it's it's not too bad and i'll say this at least personally and for a guy who rips donald trump all the time here's one thing that i took a positive from the donald trump uh Four years of the Donald Trump presidency, um, the taxes were simplified for me. Again, that's there's there's very there's a lot of uh, uh, peripheral arguments there, but uh, I'll give him credit for that. Hey, nine thirty News Talk eight three zero WCCO. If you're a fisherman, can you live with four walleyes instead of six for a bag limit? The DNR is talking about that. They've talked about it for a while. Is it time to have a statewide limit of four walleyes? A lot of lakes have it already. Uh, we'll get into that with Walleye Dan, one of the premier fishing guides in the state of Minnesota. He'll join us next. Well, if you listen to the show for any amount of time, uh, you know that fishing is a passion of mine. So headlines like these catch my eye, if you pardon the pun. Uh, DNR exploring, again, whether to cut the state walleye limit from six to four. And uh, pretty good arguments both for and against it. And we thought, well, let's find out someone who really isn't involved in the government side of it, but rather the business side of it. And if you spent any time in northern Minnesota, you probably have seen uh, the name Walleye Dan. 
Dan Eigen, one of the uh, more popular fishing guides in the state of Minnesota. He joins us now on the John Schuster Cobalt Banker Hotline. Dan, thanks so much for taking the time. We appreciate it. I know, obviously, you're, you're busy, and we'll get to that. We'll get to the late start to the ice fishing season here. But when you hear that, when you hear uh, continued talk of dropping a statewide bag limit, I guess, how do you feel about that? I think it's got to be done, Adam. Do you? Period. Yep, Absolutely. Totally, totally for it. In fact, I know they're pushing for a, you know, going from six to four, but I really wish they'd go from six to three. Really? And then just have possession limit at six. So, then explain for the people who may not know that, explain the, the difference between daily limit and possession limit. Yeah. So, I mean, if you've, bottom line is you can only have, you know, per license yep. angler, you, you could have walleyes in your freezer okay um but daily you know you you can only catch three so if you're coming off the lake with four fish or you know over your limit yeah you're you're ticketed but um yeah that's that's the story why do you say why do you why do why do you think it should only be three well you know what i can't remember where i was at which one of these you know dnr meetings but I, you know, I'm on a stakeholders group, you know, where we meet, you know, a couple times a year here in Brainerd at the DNR Fisheries. And I believe it came up at one of those. Someone saying that, you know, you know, changing it from six to three is going to have an impact, but not, you know, necessarily going from six to four. And I don't know, you know, the science behind that. But bottom line is, you know, who really needs to come out and catch more than you know three and we'll say if it goes to four great i'm i'm all for that as well but um you really don't need any more than that i agree and the thing too and you know this is most of the popular lakes in minnesota walleye lakes already are at four and with very few exceptions i mean i can sure it's nice to have a, a stringer of six walleyes but i can't even remember the last time i caught a stringer of six walleyes and Again, yeah, is it, it, it? It's each angler's responsibility to say, okay, how many? Fi- I mean, yeah, it's nice to have the picture, but how many? How many fish do I need to eat? Absolutely, and I think it's just you know that's the old school mentality where it's like you know, look, got to get the limit, and you know, and it's like I've fallen into that before too. And sure. you know, my wife, it's classic. She's we're on a, on a crappie bite, and it's like, come on, let's get the limit, and I'm just like, come on, Shelly, you know, but. <laughs> But you know what, Adam? It's like these days, right? I mean, there are so many smart anglers. Yep. And now with forward-facing sonar, those people that really know how to do that, and I'm looking at one of them right now. We're out in the fish house here. <laughs> one of our guides, Dustin Erickson, he's he's got it dialed in, and so do our other guides. Um, you're you're lethal, you know. I yep. mean, you are you're turning that pole, and it's like okay. You guys cast your slip bobbers over there, you know, 35 feet. Oh, no, you didn't cast quite enough to the, you know, a little bit more to the left. And then the bobber goes down. It's just made fishing a lot easier for those people that know how to use that technology. And it's when everybody catches up, it's going to put a hurt on the fishery. Yeah. And then you talk about the technology and the the year wide, the year long pressure now. It's, you know, ice fishing was kind of a, it's kind of for just guys who want to go boozing. When I was growing up, now it's like everybody's ice fishing. 
Well, all right. And they're still boozing, but <laughs> they've got lines down all yes, night all long, long, all yeah. weekend long. You know, I mean, our business, we don't do sleepers, but it's like, and I get it. It's fun. It's something to do to pass time in the Minnesota winters. But it's like now you've got, you know, like Dustin mentioned, it's Ice Castle Nation. You know, you've got these groups of people that are like, hey, let's meet out at X Landing and we'll, you know, the 15 of us will, you know, 15 houses, let's go out, plow a road, settle in for the weekend. And they're catching a lot of fish. We're talking to uh, Walleye Dan Eigen. He's a guide up in Nisswa in the Brainerd Lakes area. Um, I'm reading the article, and it, it does, and they talked to one of the DNR walleyes uh, scientists saying that, well, you know, the, the, the bag limit really isn't affecting the walleye population as much as other, um, other aspects, you know, shoreline erosion, uh, climate change, the water's getting warmer. Um, so, uh, but the, Kind of the argument, though, is like what, who whoever established the six fish limit to begin with. It's like who picked that number and why was that the number to begin with? In in an argument that's saying you know we can change this too. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know who it was or you know what what year that was, but it's like you know everything else is changing in this crazy world. I, I'd say let's make a change for the better and you know just get it done. You know, and I'm just. I, I hate to say this, Adam, I'm going to give a plug, but it's it's like we have to do the same thing with the wolves. You know, it's like the yep. DNR can do things, right? They, they can make these decisions, and it's like you look at that, and it's it's got a major negative effect on this deer population. Mm-hmm. So I'm, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that's okay. Needs to be done there too, but. That's okay. We'll keep it to fishing right now. We'll reach out to you some other time when we talk to wolves. You mentioned yeah. it you know, when I texted you this morning. You're moving houses. Let's talk about the season now. A lot of people want to get out there, and the winter hasn't cooperated. Where are we at where, where you are, and how's the ice looking? And, and especially next week looks like we have another warm-up. Um, how bad has the season been so far, and what are your hopes to at least uh, get some good business for the next several weeks? Oh boy. Um, you know what? It's been, it's been a struggle. You know, we're, a, we're a month behind. Um, it's today's what the 17th of January or yep. 18th? 18th. Yep. 18th. Unbelievable. Um, so yeah. And, and right now we just pulled my 16 foot ice castle out. Um, on, and we're on 10 and a half inches of ice. I'm mm-hmm. not going to mention the lake. But That's all right. I will say that there are some lakes in the Brainerd Lakes area that have a good, consistent ice base, you know, of, you know, say 9 to 11 inches. Mm-hmm. Um, but Gull Lake, which is my home lake, yep. is just, it's ugly. It's, it's one of those things where I was out yesterday morning and I, I walked about, oh, I don't know, three quarters of a mile out to a spot that, you know, I like to fish early season, and I hadn't been out there all year. And I went out there and I drilled six inches, six inches, six inches, and then I went over to where there was a crack, you know, that flooded, and I knew there was going to be a lot of ice there. And I drilled, and I think I didn't even measure, but there had to have been 11 inches. And then on my way back to the shore, you know, I, I walked through a little bit of slush, and I just decided to drill for the heck of it, and there was less than four inches. Jeez. And that's Gull Lake, right? Yeah, yep. Where you, you know, so it's like there are spots 
spots with four inches of ice out there. Scary. And and then there's spots with 11 or possibly even more. So, so if people are it, thinking about going up north, uh, what's your advice to them? They got to talk to somebody that spends some time out on the ice, you know, um, you know, and just check. You have to check as you go. And it's like I've done a lot of stupid things in my life and, you know, on the ice and yep. driving, you know, whether it's the snow bear or a truck on, you know, probably not enough ice. Right. You know, you you think you're good. And then all of a sudden you get to a new spot and you drill and oh, there's only six inches here. But, yeah, you can't really emphasize that enough where you just have to drill as you go and you can't just be driving all over the place. I'm coming up there uh, next week. Maybe I'll stop in and say hi. Dan, thank you so much for the time, as always. Uh, we'll reach out again uh, sometime. We appreciate your perspective on this. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks for reaching out to me. I appreciate that. You bet. Walleye Dan Eigen up there uh, at uh, Brainerd Lakes area, when, uh, and he said make it three. Why? Uh, I agree. It's Four is good. I mean, who, who needs more than four fish? And I think most – this is one of those aspects where I think – Maybe people who don't spend time in the outdoors or just have a perception that uh, most anglers would be greedy say, no, give us a six. No, I think a lot of people who fish would feel the same way. Maybe you feel differently. You think, no, look, I'm on a lake where the limit is still six, and I can catch that limit, and I eat all those fish, so keep it the same. Uh, 651-461-9226. Dropping that walleye limit from six to four, are you in favor of it or are you against it? We'll uh, take your uh, input Calls and texts next on WCCO. Nine fifty-two. That would be your Lindis Construction time check. Time to invest in Infinity from Marvin Windows. Get fifty percent off installation labor right now. With the good folks at Lindis Construction. Uh, I'm not shocked at all that Dan Eigen, Walleye Dan, uh, advocated. For that drop, six to four, and he brought up something that I guess I had thought about, but didn't really think about much being a, such a huge factor. And he nailed it with the advancements in fishing technology. And I'm going to say this: I am way behind when it comes to that. Um, the ability with depth finders and front-facing sonar—it's like a video game where, like, oh, there's the fish over there. I'll drop my lure over there. Yeah, you can pinpoint and. Also with the ice fishing, and I'm guilty of it. He said, you know, he's talking about, you know, these groups that go out there, spend all weekend, sleep on the ice, keep the lines down. That's fishing pressure. And I am, I'm, I'm heartened to see most people. I don't think I've seen one text so far from somebody saying, no, keep it, keep it six. We need six. We can police ourselves. I mean, four is plenty. Yeah, I mean, if three is plenty, if somebody has a legitimate argument as to why they need six walleyes, yeah, by all means, I, I'm I'm happy to to listen to that and hear it, but I don't think there really is is a very good argument other than ah, government I shouldn't got, be telling me yes. what to do. I think that's pretty much the argument. Or just yeah, I right? think so too. And even though I think a lot of those people though uh, still feel that way about the and, and look these folks and I think Dan is included, they don't really have full complete faith in the decisions that the DNR makes. And I, I sure. nor yeah. do I. I think there are some big questions as to what, okay, what are we using science for in specific instances? And as I brought up to Dan, the DNR even has some of their own scientists saying, you know what, a, a limit reduction would have really no impact, that it's not 
that isn't the the big concern. It's climate change, heating up the lakes. It's zebra mussels uh, filtering the water, uh, all, which also warms up the lakes. It's shoreline erosion, all all things that have an effect. Dan's right. The many pressures on walleyes are incredible. Limit of three would be better. Uh, another text. I'm fine with lower limits. Should be lowered on crappies and sunfish, too. Actually, they did lower the limit on crappies, and that's a success story. And guess what? Crappie fishing now, it's fantastic by and large, and I think the, the, the drop in um, bag limit on crappies had a lot to do with it. Yeah, we got a call to uh, talking about, you know, another big issue is is fishermen keeping them of all sizes. Yeah. Uh, not not letting the small ones back, not letting them grow to full term, that kind of thing. Um, another another issue that's going on. Yeah, which is a big struggle with, like, you know, Malax, which is still one of the premier walleye fisheries, but one that, you know, over the last 10 years now had summers and winters where you couldn't keep any fish. And now I think you can keep one. And I'm not even sure what the current um, length, but it's usually like into the 20s, which is honestly, if you if you fish walleye and you eat walleye, the 20-inch fish, a little bigger than you'd like. Um, but that's what they're trying to tweak to ensure that, uh, you know, they, they make that the right concoction of which, is, which fishes reproduce better and what are fish that you can take reasonably, uh, the ones that are, are ones that we should be eating. And there really are tweaks. You know, it's not – none it's of not these a, are massive no. changes. You're still going out and you're fishing for walleye and having a good time and, and you know, all of these things. They're, they're minor tweaks that can – you know, even if they don't help a huge amount, even if, the you know, the populations don't all of a sudden skyrocket, even if they help a little bit, are they really affecting you that yeah. much? And honestly, the older I get, I've eaten plenty of walleye in my life. I'm looking forward to going to Canada this year uh, for – for one of the main reasons I love going to Canada is having the shore lunch where you park on shore and you actually have the fish you Fry were just up, catching. Yeah. But, like, bringing them home, I'll put them in the freezer thinking, oh, yeah, I'll have those. But there's been a lot of times, I'll be honest, when I put those fish in the freezer and they don't get eaten right away and suddenly they're still there a year from now. So it's about the experience. And a lot of texters nailing it, too. It's, it's a catch and release is far more gratifying to me as time passages, especially when everyone has phone cameras to capture those moments. Quite honestly, if I want an occasional fish fry, crappie is the way to go anyway. Uh, I agree wholeheartedly there. Adam, why, with any change in rules, the boat gets rocked and people react. It's very telling to see which people just rage at it and others calmly think through the situation. Which camp would you put yourself in? I think, uh, I'm, like I, I read the headline, I'm fully. I'm, I'm not. Like I said, I can't even remember the last time I caught a six. Uh, caught my full limit of six walleyes anyway on any any lake. It's been a long time. So, and Dan says we all get greedy. Sure, you want. Hey, let's keep all these walleyes. But no, it's about the experience of it. Take a couple pictures. Put put them back. That's what I say. Uh, quick takes is coming up uh, with uh, Charlie. Any tease as to uh, what we might expect coming up here? Um, you know, let's uh, let's keep it a secret. Right. Tune back in. <laughs> Very good. Uh, CVS News is next. Then it's Quick Takes on WCCO. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 